This episode of the Modern Drummer Podcast with Mike and Mike is brought to you by Dream Symbols, manufacturers of handmade, hand-hammered symbols at very affordable prices. So please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Dream Symbols and check them out. Wow. Episode 100. My goodness, people, thank you so much for supporting myself and Mike Dawson and Modern Drummer Magazine. This has just been an absolute blast to do and to spend time with you guys and knowing that we're hanging out with you on your long drives to work or back from work or when you're at the gym just uh it means the world to us so uh, we have no rundown for today's episode all we're doing is having fun and giving away a lot of cool stuff so let's get started that my friend is how episode 100 <laughs> starts no one gets to hear it but that's <laughs> woo. Hundred plus hours of us blabbering to each other over the interwebs. Oh, unreal. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna crack open a cold one. Oh yeah. What is that? Yeah. Uh, that's a Sencha shot green tea. Uh, <laughs> not sponsoring this show. But no, no, for the no. Blog. That's not the company. I won't mention the company that makes it. It's just, it's just a Sencha shot. But uh, it is the only cold one that I can crack open at 10 a.m. Pacific yeah, Standard baby. Time. What do you got going on there? Hmm. Keurig really bad black coffee. Nice. It's I might nice. be the breakfast blend. It is it is basically ashes and a cup with some hot water. That's great. Yeah. You know what? I just hope that the person that doesn't want us to talk about the weather or the dogs is happy about this. <laughs> this is what you get. Green tea and coffee talk. <laughs> oh, oh man. My man. What was it? Two years ago now? This August, I think, is two years, yeah. Wow. Yep. Can't believe it. I can't believe that you were able to make me responsible enough to stay here for a hundred to show up ninety eight percent of the time. I think we can thank Amber for the for the calendar yes, management. That is true. We should definitely give some huge love to Amber for telling me you need to do the podcast. I'm like, I know, babe. She's like, no, seriously, you have to get up now and go do this. I'm like, okay. And then, and then maybe every every once in a while she'll say, "You said you wanted to do this." I'm uh-huh. like, no, I do want to do this. I enjoy it very much. Okay, I'm getting up. I'm going. I got it. But uh, it's it's been awesome. How many major flubs have we had? We had the one where I lost. I never recorded it in the first yeah, place. Then on that. the second one, I lost the disc. That was the same episode, though, wasn't it? Yeah, we had to do it three times. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the only major screw up. Okay, and then yeah, I'm trying to think. No, I think that was it. I think that was it. We tried to do one at Nam together, which was just awkward as yeah, all hell. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> we are never meant to be in the same room together. <laughs> so it's like, good God, yeah. I can smell your cool water from here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mike doesn't wear cool water. He smells fresh as a daisy. I don't even know what that <laughs> is. Cool water no, by no. Davidoff. Uh, do you have Drakkar back in the day? What, what were the Jersey boys wearing in high school for for cheap I, cologne? I don't know. I'm not from New Jersey. You should know that right, by now. Uh, all right, Baltimore guy. One hundred, Maryland. Is that yeah, where you're from? I mean, I don't know. I never wore cologne. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of my dad's old spice when I was like twelve. Yeah, there you go. A little brute by Fabergé. <laughs> I usually just go with a nice little squirt of lemon right on the wrist. Rub it in. Nature's cologne. Set to go. Yeah, smell. There you go. Smell like. <laughs> this is what happens when we can't talk about dogs in the weather, uh, buddy. Okay, so what do you want to do first? Are we doing giveaways? Are we doing questions? Man, we've actually, I mean, we have no script, completely unscripted episode 100. This is high professional production here at the Modern Drummer Podcast. So wait a minute. This is the first episode we've ever not have not had scripted. Yep. 
And this is the most important episode of our entire and uh, the irony. Careers, yes, podcasters. the irony of this this whole show. Beautiful. And I, I like you it. Know, I drove all night to come back from a weekend of Fourth of July gigs, and oh, I might pass out in the next half hour. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's first of all, how how were your gigs? Were they? I'm assuming outdoor. Was it hot? Oh, they were. Yeah, they were borderline miserable weather wise. <laughs> <laughs> Without talking about the weather, you. <laughs> Wow. There was rain, actually, two of them. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Like on The first one, um, it was a pretty serious rainstorm, but it came down like like an hour before we played. So by the time you know, it blew through, we were able to play the whole show. But then yesterday, on the 4th, a mega storm came through the D.C. area right about the time we were supposed to go on stage. So that kind of it, – it cut our hour-and-a-half show down to 35 minutes. Now, okay, be honest. When that happens, are you excited about it or are you bummed? Um, I mean, I get paid no matter what. <laughs> right. So, okay. Now, for those of you that have maybe gigged four or five times in your life, you're like, are you crazy? I'd be so bummed if my set got short. I'm, I'm telling you, when you've done a few thousand gigs and somebody says, hey, sorry, uh, the you know the opening act went long, you can only play for 30 minutes. I'm usually not that pissed about it. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm like, sounds good, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were, we were just happy we were able to play at all because I believe there was some sort of a ring clause in the contract. So okay. as long as we got on stage and played, we got paid full amount. There was no deductions. Cool. Oh, it was actually awesome. nice because we had like 35 minutes. We got to cut some songs short, and it was like no, you know, no gaps between. We kind of... It was almost like we were doing like a quick rock show. Let's just just crush it instead of having some longer jams to go like an hour and sure. a half. It was still cool. I mean, ideally, I, I would have wanted to play a little bit more than that. I felt like we just got warmed up, and then it was like, oh, that's it. Pull the plug. The mayor's coming out to, you know, say happy Fourth of July to everybody. <laughs> the mayor's coming out. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, what uh, what band of yours was this? This is a kind of a singer songwriter from D.C. named Shane Gamble. He does okay. all. He's he's in that area, he gets a lot of the big festival kind of shows. Originals, covers? This was, well, it was supposed to be uh, about 75% original, 25% cover, but we did cool. just a tight original set and got out of there. It was cool. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and, cool. and I had like a technique breakthrough, so we'll talk a little bit of dr- drum nerd stuff. Uh, something has changed in the way I hit the drums, kind of completely unexpectedly, and I feel like my snare drum, I'm able to kind of whip the backbeats out a lot stronger without having to physically I feel like I don't have to hit the drums anymore and still get a really big sound it's it just kind of like happens like what I don't know what changed I've always liked the way that Rick Murata hits the snare drum if you watch it it's like a snake kind of snapping the snare yep and all of a sudden my left hand just started doing it it's like all right cool wow it's so much easier I'm not having to like crush the stick into the rim and all that anymore man I don't know what happened but something that's just so cool switch you know that the uh the evolution of of your own body's efficiency on the instrument is something that it's it's ours. You know, it's not. Let me just buy this guy's DVD and he'll tell me the secret. I right. mean, you and I have both seen JoJo's uh, Secret Weapons for the Modern Drummer DVD enough times that if you could do it through osmosis, we would be the yeah, ones. We would be there. But yeah, I remember seeing. There's a great great drummer in Sacramento named Bruce Spencer, and I always when people give me any kind of love and they're, they're visiting, they're like, oh man. You must be killing it in Sac. I'm like, you don't understand. This guy is the man. This is the Vinnie Caliuta of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. His name. Uh, so, anyway, so Bruce Spencer, one time he was playing at a bar that was walking distance from the camp. I took the campers down, and he had this thing. We were, 
I'm not kidding, at least a quarter mile away from where the bar is as we started walking, and all you heard was two and four. Oh, I mean, wow. and it was like way far away. And yeah. then as we got closer, I'm like, I'm telling you, that's Bruce's snare. And they're like, no way. That's, that's so far away. I'm like, I'm telling you, man. And and so they're thinking this dude is going in like full Travis Barker, Taylor Hawkins thing. We get there and his snare hits are at at most three to four inches of mm. height. Yeah. But he's just got. And then. So anyways, this is the best. <laughs> I love I love Bruce Spencer so much. I you have to meet him one day because he's just he's a true pro. He, he played with Winona Judd when she had her big band and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyways, so they take a little set break, and one of our campers goes, "Dude, how are you hitting the snare like that?" And he puts his fingers on the dude's chest with his fingers outstretched, and he and then he then he makes a fist. So he's three inches away, and he goes, "I could kill you from right here, <laughs> Bruce Lee." <laughs> Total Bruce Lee. He goes, "He goes, I could kill you from right here." And then he walked away, and my student was like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "That's my boy Bruce." <laughs> like, he doesn't. So I'm like, he figured it out. He's got the efficiency because it was unreal oh, how much man. backbeat he got with such little effort. He just had the the technique down flawlessly. So yeah, wow, cool. That's a cool thing when your body figures that out. So do you think when you said like a snake? I mean, are you getting more arm motion than you used to, or no, is it just no. very very minimal? it's it's just less less muscle <clears throat> and it's like a it's like i've gone back because i you know i studied the molar technique probably way too young when my body wasn't ready for it so i kind of used the real loose grip and a real kind of flowing motion all the way through but then once i fell into this obsession over time and control that wasn't going to work i had to right. physically use my muscles a little bit more so I just became more of a downstroke kind of a player for, for several years because I felt like that was rigid. the only way I could get the time to be in the pocket in the right spot. Right. <clears throat> and not be just guessing, like just letting my arm fall and, all right, is it ahead? Is it behind? I have no idea. Right. But then it, I think maybe it's just because I've been practicing that so much that now my body doesn't – I don't need to force my body to do it. And I can just kind of relax. Uh, it also I was also using an 8x14 snare tuned super low. Nice. And if you hit that drum too hard, it just it just craps out. There's yeah. nothing to it. Yeah. So yeah. I had to consciously not hit the snare drum, but like dig into the head like I normally would. And nice. something just switched. I wasn't burying the bass drum beater at all. It was like everything just like, wow, I feel comfortable. It'll probably completely revert back next week. <laughs> but for this little uh, stretch this past couple of weeks, it's been like a nice, like, wow, my body's finally comfortable. You know, I'm able to just let go of the reins a little bit. I'm not afraid it's of so speeding funny. up or slowing down anymore and having to like punch the snare drum and kick the, the so bass drum. So 30 years of drum practicing plus, yeah. and now you can play a basic rock beat. Yep, yep. Yeah. Pretty, I'm, dude, I'm pretty confidently, it. and I don't feel like I have to like throw the sounds at the back of the room anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah, I it's, can play two and four and one and three. <laughs> pretty confidently now <laughs> dude it's not a bad that's not a bad use of three decades i think you really <laughs> it's uh, how sad is that that that's like the norm though i mean it yeah. really is i i just talked to somebody the other day about uh paradiddles and I, and I said you know it's not about finding out that paradiddles exist and then obsessing over them for three years straight it's about finding out they exist obsessing over it taking a break growing your skills revisiting them with your new skills and doing it again yep and then five years later you revisit it again and you're like oh i never even thought to shift it let me see what it sounds like on the e mm, the whole yep. thing and then 10 years later you revisit it and that's really you know it's not that you've spent 30 years only working on trying to get a good backbeat 
It's that with everything else that comes up, finally all the skills come together, and thirty years later, it all, you know, it all makes sense. And uh, it, it's there's a reason we all freak out over guys like Ash Stone or, or Steve Jordan, where yep. it's like, man. I can play that, but I totally can't play that. Or Jim Keltner is yep. a great example. I think Ash is um, a good a good example of kind of the feeling that I'm getting now because he gets a huge sound, a lot of control, a lot of punch, but he's not hitting the drums super hard. No, that's kind no, of what that's kind of parallel to what I've experienced. Like all of a sudden, I can get the sound I was getting six months ago by like really hurting myself physically. Yeah, you know, like overplaying, and now I can just sure. kind of chill out. So he's he's definitely a good, you know, a good mentor idol of mine for that like how's he doing that what's he doing Let yeah me figure it out jeff Picardo and there's a balance the other one. <clears throat> yeah sure and there's a balance too with guys like ash jeff and steve jordan a balance of confidence where when you watch them play it you go man each note just has confidence in it you yeah that's yeah. they're not hoping for the best and yeah. and they got yeah, lucky right. and that's their instagram take you know it's like there's just so much confidence well okay from your technique to guys like Ash, Steve Gad, Steve Jordan, Steve Smith, anyone named Steve, can we please run down the list? Yeah, so this came from Alvin. Um, he's been, so this is this is amazing. He's been uh, keeping tally of all the drummers that we've been mentioning on the show, and we've got a top 20 list, 20. which is more than Eight. that because there's multiple names in some of the rankings. So this isn't including. I think when does this go up till? So I think we're we're missing maybe two episodes back. So I'm sure some of these would have additional ones. But the number one name that we've mentioned whoa, on the whoa, modern- whoa 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 <laughs> whoa. I mean, have you never done a countdown go from name. the bottom? Holy hellfire! <laughs> <laughs> what in the funky primer were you about to do? You I was just just going to get us number out. one and move on and burn the house down. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> All right. Like he said, go ahead. Number 20. Number 20 is a three-way tie, which I'm kind of surprised. Carter Beauford, John Bonham, and Virgil Donati. I, I don't think I've ever said Virgil Donati once, so I think that's all you. That's 14 It's all times. me because, okay, so <laughs> easy. <laughs> okay, I'm sure we covered him at some point, but Virgil is because he is my representation of how far you can physically take an instrument. So I would assume that... If I'm using a drummer as an adjective about the physical skill set of the drum set, it'll always be Virgil or Thomas Lang. Okay. Uh, not that there aren't more out there, Jimbo, Marco Miniman, but those are like my go-to guys that are always there. So Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm Bonham, surprised, though, that Bonham is so low. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, <clears throat> let's just keep saying it. John Bonham is pretty cool. John Bonham, John Bonham, John Bonham. <laughs> let's get him up in the rankings. So number 19. He just, he just became number 11, by the way. <laughs> Number 19 is a four-way tie. This is a really interesting quartet. So we've got Billy Cobham, Carter McLean, Max Roach, and Ash Sohn. Tied for 19th most most mentioned drummer at 15 times. You know that Carter is stoked to be in a group <laughs> in with between Ash, Cobham, Max Roach, and, and Billy. Roach. Dude. Congrats, Nicely Carter. You are done. number 19 most talked about drummer on the Modern Drummer Podcast. Nice. 18, J.P. Pouvet, Chris Coleman, Abe Cunningham, and Zach Danziger. Another interesting group. 16 yeah. times for those guys. These are great drum festivals. Yeah, right? I think we might have to revive the festival just for this. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Number 17, Aaron Sterling. That's that's surprising. I think it was because I, you and I both obsessed over his master classes right when we started yeah. this, this show. Yeah. 
he's amazing. I mean, everyone should definitely check him out. Check out his master classes. He's been a little quiet on Instagram. Have you noticed? Yeah, I, it's so funny because if you follow, don't follow Aaron Sterling for his drumming on Instagram. You're not going to see it ever. But follow him for his the way that he, the lens that he views the world through. That's what you follow him yeah. for, yeah. and it's it's quite beautiful. I think uh, I think he he's low in the standings because of the fact that we obsessed so hard. We felt like we, it was a constant Aaron Sterling commercial because we we're always talking about something that he has for sale. I think I would really like to maybe in the next five or ten episodes cover him as the main drummer and leave the educational side out of it and yeah. really talk about the albums he's played on which then puts him up there with Matt Chamberlain yeah. and Ash Stone and everybody else did you see that he did like a, a couple skits it might have been about a year ago where I guess someone had left a porcelain toilet on the side of the road and he kept taking like pictures of it and like like talking to himself out loud like don't do it don't do it and then he finally goes and sits on it and takes a picture of him <laughs> Dude, like I said, the way he views the world is truly Amazing. unique and beautiful. <laughs> Number 16 is your boy Matt Halpern, who's also a Baltimore mm-hmm. native. Dude, just killing it. Ever since he kind of triple committed emotionally to, to Periphery, that guy's just been on fire. He's got Get Good Drums is doing well. Periphery's on fire. He's got his own podcast now. I think it's called Chocolate and Croissants, maybe. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Matt's Matt's on fire. And honestly, guys, I know that if you, if you see him from the outside, and you're like, it's the drummer from Periphery, and he's from Baltimore. He's got to have like this attitude, or he <laughs> thinks, he, dude, you couldn't find a better human being than Matt Halper, and he is truly one of the the sweetest men uh, I know. So I just, number fifteen, I just saw oh, uh, Matt's stacker that Mino put out. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, did you see the commercial for it that he yeah. did? Yeah, I yeah, like I, it. I loved it. I th- what did he call? It? He gave it an adjective. It wasn't arrogant. It was something. Um, I can't remember the adjective oh, he gave yeah. it. Yeah, I have to watch it again. I know what you're talking about. It wasn't a good way to describe it. It was like one word that stuck out. Yeah, he's like this really arrogant stacker, but I can't remember how, what he said. But it was it was an awesome adjective that made me think. Yeah, in that kind of music, that's what your stacker should do. It has to yeah. cut above everybody else to be the timekeeper. Number fifteen is your mentor, Will Kennedy, in nineteen times. Nice. That's probably mostly you again. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> now I can tell you right now, the tie for 14, one is me and one is you. Man, this this will be a super drum battle. Thomas Lang versus Steve Smith. Oof. Battling it out for 14th place. <laughs> 20 times. Well, yeah, you know, some of these I'm actually surprised it's as low as it is. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> um, I just, okay, Steve Smith. Yep. So... I uh, I just ordered his book. Is it called Pathways in Motion? Yep. 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 Um, have you Have you ever seen it? Have you studied it? I, I I was just on Amazon and it it I was buying something else <laughs> just to replace an old book, and I was like, oh, I've never seen that book, so I just ordered it. Mm-hmm. It should get here today. Do you yeah. know? I don't even know what it's about. I just saw that it was by Steve Smith and it said Pathways in Motion. Like, can't be all that bad. So. It's, it's it's basically <clears throat> like a technique book. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give it a review maybe in two weeks from now. <clears throat> Dig it. Number 13. Of, I mean, I'm actually surprised he's not in the top 10. JoJo Mayer is number 13, 23 times. Now, we got to make sure that for any of these famous drummers that are listening, when we say you're not in our top 10, we don't mean our top 10 drummers. We just mean how many times we've said your name on this podcast. The fact that a dude listened to all 100 or all know, 98 episodes amazing. and tallied this, because you have to have a, you can't keep track of this in your head. 
he had to have had a, a book in front of him and just every time a little check mark. And so so Jojo, just know you're top five in my heart, but you're number thirteen on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12 is Annika Nillis. We've mentioned her. Now, of course, some of these is because we did cover stories with them, so they were the featured artists. Right. So it's like, how many? I mean, of course, we're going to say someone's name 12 times in that episode, but. <laughs> why, Annika, why, are you, why are you stealing her thunder, man? No, I just. We said her it, name 24 times. But I'm just trying to figure out why these are ranked the way they are. And Right. I mean, how can Annika Nillis, how can we mention her? You know what? I, I would say that right now in our current. Uh, climate for drumming, yeah. Anika <clears throat> Nillis is having a a, a a more visual impact than John Bonham. Even though we know that nothing was possible without John Bonham, it's not in the forefront of our mind. You all of a sudden, you know, Led Zeppelin does a reunion, or somehow a bunch of new clips surface on Instagram that no one's ever seen of Bonham. Then obviously he'll be on the forefront of our mind. So yeah, unfortunately, um, that <clears throat> that will not happen. I don't think. I don't think there will be any John Bonham unearthing. Well, there just might be. You just don't know. Um, Okay, so it looks like there's a tie here, too, between Annika and the great Peter Erskine. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just weren't put into one. So I guess that would be 11th and 12th kind of tie would be Peter Erskine. 24 times for the great Peter Erskine. Now, the 10 tie is awesome. This would be an epic drum battle. Yost Nickel versus Tony Williams. 25 we, times. We've mentioned them 25 times on the show. That's that's our top 10. So now we're into the number one through nine greatest, okay. most mentioned <clears throat> drummers in the Monday Podcast. coming in at number 10, both Yost Nickel and Tony Williams Estate will get a free brick of Vader drumsticks. Is that correct? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd win something, man. They're in the top 10. No, they don't. You want to give okay. something away before we do the rest of our, our list here? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's pick our number four winner. So this will be, oh, number four winner. This is the Dream Symbols. They uh, they are generously offering, and we got to definitely mention, uh, give special thanks to Dream. They're sponsoring this episode, and they're good, they sponsor every basically every other episode. And they were the first to jump on board. They've been super supportive from the very beginning. They actually pulled me aside at an AM show and was like, "If you guys ever want to open it up to advertising, we'll be we'll be on it." So, man, it's funny. Like it, it is the drum industry, so you have to generally realize that everything is a few years behind the real world. But Dream got it, you know. And it's yeah. like this is a great way to reach people, and it, it gives us a chance to show people what these things sound like, you know? Exactly. So special thanks to Dream and for, for also, you know, <laughs> they gave me a little bit of a little bit of crap about not inviting them to be part of the contest. So <laughs> they were like, I can't believe you didn't even tell me about it. I'm like, all right, man, let's make it happen. So this winner <laughs> gets it. to choose any one single symbol, which I think guess would also include a pair of hi-hats if that's what you need. But any any single item from the entire Dream Symbols catalog. Go with the bliss line. And we're going to randomly select here from the several thousand that have come in LaShonda is going to be so happy that we are done with this now (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go all right let's see I'll pick one here we've got um, the winner is Ray Hartman Ray Hartman, congratulations Ray Hartman. on your congratulations. Symbol. I need to star your email so I don't forget to email you. Now, 
I'm assuming this can't probably happen for all four winners, but we can admit that neither of us know who Ray Hartman is, right? I don't want people thinking this is fixed. I have no He's idea. He's not a Mike's lesson student. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I have no idea. Yeah. No, that was so. completely random. I just what I did was I put every email we've got into one folder, and I'm just going, just scrolling through and just picking one. Nice. So, Very cool. So congratulations, Ray. You get to choose one symbol from the Dream Symbols catalog, and I will put you in touch with them directly. You'll hear from me uh, next week. All right. So back to the list. So number 10 was Yost Nickel and Tony Williams. Number 9, you know, this now, now the top 10 kind of shakes out to almost like a top 10 of drummers, right? Yeah, um, I feel like these are the ones that I know we've talked about a lot. The other ones are, are kind of more random, but these, I'm like, yeah, Elvin Jones, I, I will say he's, in my mind, the greatest drummer to ever live. So I'm happy with him being at number nine at 29 right. times. And, and we can also assume that all 10 of these are completely interchangeable. You can take number 10, Tony Williams, and throw him to number one, and neither one of us would have a problem with that, right? Yeah, but we've mentioned number one a lot more than everybody else. <laughs> God darn it, we have. All right. That that guy, that guy got, man, if he's, you know what, though? If he's having a rough day, we send him this episode and say, hey, just so you know, number one, like, let's get that ego back up because number one. All right. So number nine is Elvin Jones. Number eight, I'm surprised, not drumming wise, but I'm surprised it's number eight and not number two or three because of our obsession with him. And that is none other than Matt Chamberlain. Yep. I thought he would be number top three for sure. I'm surprised. Just, yeah. You know, and the other thing with with Matt is we got to at least say, what a cool, not resurgence because he's never gone away, but who would have thought he'd be so prevalent in social media? I I must have watched (laughs) that thing with him and, uh, is it Bob Clear Mountain or oh, Water? Yeah, or the drink, recording drums thing for Apogee. Yeah. 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 I've showed that to all of my students because it's like, you know what? Sometimes when you're with campers, right around day four or five, in any situation, the leader becomes the friend and the and the the advice doesn't carry as much. Everyone gets kind of used to it. It's like, yeah, we've heard you talk for four days now, man. Mm. So when it comes time to do the two mic thing, instead of just doing it, we watch that video first, and then we go and do it. Yeah, and that video is just—I mean, I, God, I—I I must be responsible for half the views on that page. So um, hey, things like that, yeah. yeah, things like that. Um, him just letting people inside his world a little bit more through Instagram and Facebook has been really cool. So Matt Chamberlain definitely deserves the eight spot. Let's do number seven, and then we'll uh, then we'll give something else away. Number seven, I'm, I'm not surprised. Dennis Chambers, the great Dennis Chambers, who was probably my number one hero through my teenage years when I wanted to be a fusion drummer. He was he was the man for me. We've mentioned him 43 times in I 100 episodes. I think 32 episodes. of those are yours. I, would, I, will, I will own it. I will own that one. <laughs> I will happily own that. Because I, I mean, I... You know, was it Serious Moves? Is that the first one? Yeah, and that's the one I got first. I got in the pocket yeah. later, and I was like, ah, this isn't nothing like Serious Moves. <laughs> right. Which one is the Baby Blue Pearl Kit? That's Serious Moves? Both of them. Oh, okay. Which, same shoe. So, oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely had uh, Serious Moves. Um, I think that was DCI <clears throat> at the time. Yep. Did that? Yeah. So I had that first, and, uh, and I can imagine because we were doing this podcast when I had just come back from Spain from doing that right, festival yeah. with Dennis. So that probably got him like 15 on that day. 
So yeah, because uh, you, you were talking about the uh, the next level experience of Dennis plays and everyone takes a step back. <laughs> yeah, and everyone takes selfies on his kit when he's not around. <laughs> yeah. It's like I didn't see Russ Miller jump over to my drum set and take a <laughs> selfie on my kit. <laughs> Wolfgang Hafner over on uh, Josh Dion's kit taking selfies. I didn't see that, but we were all taking selfies on Dennis's kit. <clears throat> all right, let's give uh, let's give away prize number three. What is the pack? This is the Vader prize package, which includes a Vader stick bag, thirty six pairs of drumsticks of your choice, a Vader stick holder, some Buzzkill dampeners, a pair of monster brushes. A pair of splash sticks plus the one year subscription to Modern Drummer Magazine and a one year subscription to Mike'sLessons.com. It's a heck of a prize. So I'm going to let you pick a number. Um, all right. Hang on. I'm going to open all of these emails at once and hope my computer doesn't explode. Okay. The number between nope. 1 and 467. Okay. I'm going to go with 240. Okay, so let's go ahead through the next guy, and then I'll have the winner here. Okay, I will talk about number six. Number six has been mentioned 46 times, and that is none other than Mr. Steve Jordan. Yeah, I'll own that one too. Yeah, well, I think that's a good split because Steve Jordan, it's it's funny. like The way that Thomas Lang and Virgil are my adjectives for the physical ability of the drum set Steve Jordan is my adjective for pocket groove. Yeah, that's true. Simplicity. Yeah, yeah. So anytime I want to say, yeah, you could just kind of Steve Jordan the thing. You yeah. know, it's like just play it simple, um, but play it with care and feel and touch. I think that it's funny that Steve Jordan is. I would say probably if we added it up, I would assume that the John Mayer trio is not that big on his platinum album list compared to what he's done yeah but it gave him so much limelight and attention from the drum world and it was such a weird combination it was like okay i get to see steve jordan play with pino paladino and now i'm getting to see this pop guy do some seriously deep blues rock and roll Mm -hmm. and it's a killer trio and so you take millions of fans from john mayer introduce them to steve jordan and these people that obsess over john mayer will listen to anything he says and he's telling the whole world steve jordan's the man so yeah. now steve's the man but then all the people that actually know about steve and pino are like yeah maybe i should take a second look at john mayer it was <laughs> yeah. i think honestly yeah. it might have been the most brilliant pr move of any musician's career because john was getting stuck in that you know bubblegum pop thing and you yep. could tell he was deeper than that but his label just was like sorry yeah. How how can we deny these <clears throat> these sales? Like you're killing it in this world. And I just I thought it was brilliant because I had so many people at the time. I mean, I've always been a fan of pop, but I remember people being like, John Mayer sucks. I'm like, mm. whoa, he sucks? Like he's <laughs> actually not good at his instrument and singing and songwriting? I don't think he sucks. Maybe and then as soon as the trio came out, everybody's like, Oh man, I just can't wait for the next John Mayer record. I'm like, really? Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a brilliant move, and Steve Jordan had so much to do with that. And yeah, all of a sudden, he was just kind of back on top of the drum world, even though he was always behind the scenes playing on all the things that we dance to. I mean, so. his career is just absurd. To think of the, the landmark things that have been part of his career. He was the first drummer on Saturday Night Live. He was the first drummer on the David Letterman show. Just those two things alone. Done. Yeah. Done deal. That's a career. He Good. played I'm with happy. he played with one of the Rolling Stones in a in the solo project. He was in the Blues Brothers when they went on tour. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> why are you getting mad at me? It's just 
It's not he was fair. In the damn Blues Brothers, it's not Johnston. Fair, and he was a teenager. Yeah, he was a teenager, or at least a, in his early twenties at the time. Yeah, he's. I thought it, I was the latter. Like I was a Steve Jordan fan, and then I got into John Mayer because of Steve Jordan. Got it. And I think those two records, Continuum and Battle Studies, rank as some of the best studio drumming performances of all time for I, sure. I totally agree. And if you guys don't have the DVD concert, get it. Um, maybe it's called In Into the Lighter. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's the concert of John Mayer doing his solo set by himself, then the trio, and then his pop gig. So it's like oh, a right. three and a half hour thing. But it is on repeat in our lobby all the time. It's the trio section, which is about an hour long, is always on when the campers first walk into this building for the very first time. Oh, cool. They walk in, they hear Steve Jordan, they hear <laughs> Pino Palladino, and it's like, welcome to drum camp, this is our vibe. And yeah. so, all right, who is our Vader prize pack? The winner, winner of the Vader prize package is Antonio Rodriguez. Congratulations. Nice. Be, well uh, done, A-Rod. Reaching out. He's from Phoenix, so we'll be reaching out Phoenix, to you Arizona. shortly and get you all squared away. That's that's a nice nice package. You probably shouldn't have to buy any sticks for at least a year unless you're just chopping wood every day. 36 <laughs> pairs of sticks. <laughs> hey, man. And uh, you know what's awesome is Mike'sLessons.com just lost another $360. Ding, I'm ding, excited ding. about that. <laughs> Actually, let's put it together, $720. And it's just going to keep going. Can't wait to tell Amber that we're doing this. This is going to go great tonight at dinner. <laughs> it's so funny, man. When, when when it's me and you, I'm like, throw in a year of free subscription. Not a big deal. And then I'm like, at $30 a month, huh? Yeah, Amber's going to lose it. Anyways, Antonio, just know that you will be treated as an equal, and we're happy to have you. <laughs> All right, number All right, five. Number five. Man, we this get called out on this one a lot. Bingo, bingo galore. Mark, Mark Giuliano, we've mentioned 51 times on the Modern Drummer podcast. That was like, and he, not to mention, he is the cover photo of our, for logo. our yeah, podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. I, yep. I think about that, now, Mark. <laughs> now, just so you guys at home know, I didn't choose Mark to be the cover photo. What it was, was I was setting up a microphone. We had to have something to, to submit to iTunes. So I set up my Audio Technica AT4047 microphone. And that was the current issue of MD that I had laying yeah. around. So I just threw right. an issue of MD on it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I didn't go out of my way not to choose Mark, but it, it wasn't like, let me grab Mark. So uh, I don't ever need to grab Mark, to be honest. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so Mark is number five. It's been a That's great, cool I mean, stuff. it's been a great couple of years for his career, too. I think it, it kind of parallels as we started the show. He, he started really taking off with his his different bands and his jazz it's quartet. silly now i mean if you follow yeah. him on instagram he is literally living the jazz dream yeah. every day you're like wait is that herbie hancock yeah no <laughs> is that dave king sitting in on his kit like i mean what what is going on and it, it's it's unreal and, and so well deserved it's yeah. really fun to watch man and if you guys ever get a chance to meet him um with all the success none of it's gone to his head he's still you know as his friend, I can tell you his priority is is his family, which is just awesome. Yeah, and uh, and he's still evolving too. Every time I hear him play, I'm like, oh, you didn't slow down. You know, mm-hmm. I I had that realization recently. The reason why we never really get anywhere is because we compare ourselves to our idols, and as long as your idols are alive, they're they're growing at the same rate you are. So yeah, 
when I became really cognizant of Dave Weckl, he hasn't stopped practicing since then. Yep. So I may have like caught up closer to the 1982 Weckl. <laughs> yeah. But I'm no closer. I'm not even one day closer to the current Weckl because he keeps freaking practicing. Put down the sticks, Dave. <laughs> Give me a chance to catch up, man. But yeah, I look at all all of my idols right now, and I think, yeah, you keep practicing. So how could I ever close that gap? Now I just have to compare myself to to me because I'll, I'll never close that gap between myself and my idols. So Mark is one of the good guys. All right, you want to do one more and then do our number two giveaway? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, sweet. Right on. Sorry, number four. You're just going to have to sit and wait. Number four, 52 times we've mentioned him, and I'm not surprised. Again, Steve Gadd, I think he's kind of represents what you and I both agree to be the quintessential modern drummer, kind of the archetype of today's modern drummer in in my mind. Some of the records he made with Chick Corea, I think Mark Juliana could play now, and it would sound completely contemporary. Yeah, Uh, I agree. So we've mentioned the great Steve Gadd 52 times. Wow. 52 times. Now, here's an interesting one. Number three who's probably his favorite drummer is Steve Gadd, would be Benny yep. Greb. <laughs> yeah. 66 times. 66 times. We're getting up into the ridiculous number of times. <laughs> <laughs> so will this eventually be like the modern drummer reader's poll where we will have to actually ban Retire. these people? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Benny. We've mentioned you 66 times. This is <clears throat> silly. That's two-thirds of every of our episodes we've mentioned uh, Benny Greb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. The guy's good. <laughs> and, he, and you know what? Look at what he's doing right now with Grebfruit 2. Uh, you know, the the sonar ad. Do you know how hard that is to, to get something like that made? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's like that's a movie. Like, mm-hmm. And, and you know, he reminds me a little bit and I don't know this part to be true at all, but there's a, there's something that reminds me, reminds me of the way that JP tackled New York, which was he took his closest friends from Boston, from Berkeley School of Music, and his most talented friends, and he said, let's move out there together and let's make something our own. Rather than just one of us shows up to New York and tries to crack into the scene, why don't we bring our scene to New York and, and let New York exist around us? We don't try to crack into it. And... When I think about Benny, I'm like, he must know cinematographers. He must know the greatest engineers in mm. Germany. Because every time he does something, one thing that Benny does, to, if you study his social media, which I don't, I don't care, but <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything in the gray. So and what I mean by that is if he's going to show you him working on something, it will be literally from his camera phone, zero production whatsoever. Yeah, right. Or he will show you something that's cinematic movie quality. <clears throat> But you never get like the halfway point. So you either are being totally let in on his life or you're seeing the best it could ever be. And I think it's a really unique way to tackle social media for somebody with as many followers as he has. Uh, but I, I, I can't wait to hear Grebfruit Part 2. Yeah. Um, When's that due out? Do you Have you heard? It should be any – honestly, any day because uh, Minel put out that one, one song from it. Right. And then, uh, I mean, the album cover. Have you seen the album cover? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I have to look for it. That's what's so annoying. It's like, why do you have to do everything so well? <laughs> Can't it just be like a picture of a banana or something? It's grab fruit. Why does it have to be so good? Uh, it's like him in like gray face paint, but there's like, I don't know, seven oh, or eight versions wow. of his face. That's pretty weird. Epic. Yeah. That's definitely strange. And that's Benny. <laughs> uh, I've always, 
Everyone always asks me like, what makes Benny so great? And I says he ha- I always say he has the germ. He has the efficiency of a German for his practice, but he has the creative mind of a San Francisco hippie. And if you put those two together, you're going to get some pretty amazing things. You get this so. really wicked album cover. Yeah, you get Benedict Greb. <laughs> All right, now do you want to do a giveaway? Well, we still have about 20 minutes of show left, so. Well, I got stuff to talk about. All right, so let's 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 wait until we okay. finish this, and we'll do the, one more giveaway. So we've got Sounds number two. Let's blow through these two. These are, I think, this is awesome that these are number one and two because there was that school of like, do you like this guy more or the other guy more? It's so funny that <laughs> this is how it, sh- it it shook out, right? I mean, because we could have never planned for this. No, I mean, we could have if we would have been cognizant of how often we mention our favorite drummers. There's but. no chance that either you or I have that brain capacity. <laughs> Number two, at 73 times mentioned, so that is 73% of the Modern Drummer podcast has had this man's name in it. It's Vinny Cayuda. Not surprised. Not surprised. He, just like for me, Steve Gadd is like the archetype of the modern drummer. I think Vinny is the modern drummer. I mean, he still, still is. Still at still. the top of it. Um, Vinny is, if somebody asked me, and, and I hate like ranking art, <clears throat> but if somebody said, who's the best drummer in the world, without hesitation, I would say Vinny Kelly. To, now, I'm not right or wrong. That could, I'm just right because it's my opinion. So it's right for me. Anyone can argue and say, no, it's Buddy Rich, it's Steve Jordan, it's whoever. But it's like, no, really, I, I just don't know what he can't do, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I've heard him do the pop thing better than any pop drummer. I've heard him do the fusion thing better than any fusion drummer. I've seen him play straight swing. Um, I've seen him do the big band thing. I've seen him read his ass off yep. where I'm just like, dude, he's sight reading that. And that yeah. thing's a really complex chart. Um so I just don't, and I, and then I've seen him solo, and and I thought, wow, the dude can tell a story. Um, so I just don't know what he can't do. I mean, he's he's still in that. I can put it this way: I've gone out of my way every year to not meet him because I just <laughs> I want to keep him on that Mount Rushmore. Uh, and yeah, so he he's incredible. Yeah, um, and I and somebody, I, God, I can't. Somebody said, "Hey, I've been listening to your new trio. Just the clips that you have. It reminds me a lot of this band. You probably have never heard of them called Jing Chi." And I was like, oh, "What? Wow, cool!" Like, and and I was like, "Man, you know what's funny is I used to obsess over that stuff as a teenager, but I haven't heard him forever. I went back and listened to Jing Chi. It's got a who's the cat from the Yellow Jackets? Oh, uh, the, the bass, bass player. player is that Haslip? Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Haslip." I mean, it's it's just, and then maybe Robin Ford on guitar. Yeah, I think right? you're right. Yep. Ching Chi. Yep. Um, but yeah, and and <laughs> my trio sounds nothing like that. But as far as uh, they're a little bit more advanced than us. But I just forgot how much Vinny has made, kind of woven his way through my life since mm-hmm. I was a kid, man. Um, from from all the Zappa stuff when you know, because there is a time in high school when everyone's like, "You into Frank Zappa?" <laughs> like I don't even know what the hell that is, but that guy's name sounds cool. I'll yeah, be in. Yeah. And he was I go down to and you couldn't Tower find Records. his. I mean, his record because he was he owned his own catalog, so you couldn't find him in most record stores. I remember thinking, like, right. where is the Zappa stuff? I had to go to like a random like boutique record store yeah. to get some Zappa. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, from that stuff all the way into right now. I mean, even right now, if Vinny puts up anything, I'm in. I'm just like, damn, it's Vinny Caliuta. Yep. So. All right. I've got a moratorium on listening to Vinny because he and Dennis just shaped the way I play drums so much that I'd like have mm. to just let that go. I'm not going to listen yeah. to him anymore. <laughs> you know? I, I feel you, man. I, I, 
I remember my my last or my my rock band. We we eventually said, "That's it. I don't care if a new Deftones album comes out. You can't buy it. Oh, yeah, right. Stop it. They're they're too influential. They just you you listen to it and you're like, uh, that's like candy. I want to do that. Oh, and yeah. Vinny's the same way. So yeah, um, that's awesome. All right, I'll give you the drum roll. Number one, which should come at no surprise, he has been on the show 82 times. His name has been mentioned, and that is the Mr. Dave Waggle. 82 times? 82 How do we mention times. that nine more times than Vince? I don't oh. know. I mean, that's a lot of Weckle. That's, that's a, lot a of whole Weckle. lot of Weckle. <laughs> like, like when you open your fridge and your wife only bought almond milk and all you see is almond milk cartons, that's what, it's like, that's a lot of Weckle. Did that not happen to you guys? Uh, so, man, once again, super deserved. Uh, if Vinny, in my mind, is the you know the best drummer in the world, whatever the hell that means, Dave is my favorite drummer. There's mm. nothing that Dave plays that I don't like. Uh, I love his playing. I I think the only child in me immediately gravitated towards the fact that he was doing his own sound back in the day. Oh yeah, I was like, yes, we uh. need no help from anyone. <laughs> Full Steve Jobs, closed, you know, absolute control. Uh, but but yeah, when Dave plays, it, there's just something that it, it hits me in in a way that other drummers. I would say this: when I listen to other drummers, it's through my ears and through my eyes. And when I listen to Dave, it's just through my soul. Like I, it just it all. And 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 the one thing that I love about Dave is I've never tried to be dave at all i've always just loved it and appreciated it but i i don't know if somebody said play me a weckleism i'm like man i really couldn't i don't know i've never sat down and tried to play in that stuff you know huh. um even when i got the dave weckle play along um book with garden wall and uh whatever else was on there um i i never actually really listened to dave's playing and try to do it. i just used those as play alongs i just did my own thing to him because when it came to dave i just wanted to appreciate it i never wanted to break it down i didn't want to like learn the magic tricks so um yeah i'm i can see that a good probably 50 of those have to be me but that's <laughs> that's awesome man so does this mean that we should probably diversify our tastes a little bit i'm not sure what this means about us as individuals yeah. it's a pretty well, heavy fusion list there top 10 <laughs> yeah i mean we could uh, i'm surprised taylor hawkins isn't on here yeah i josh feel like i've said his name a lot here. yeah josh is one of our favorites but I trust you, Alvin. I trust you. I'm not going to doubt Alvin. I think this dude is, without a doubt, our most dedicated listener. And uh, uh, so, yeah. So maybe we should have a segment that's like un- under-recognized drummers. So we start mentioning different people. <laughs> I, you know what? Though I, I, I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. I could see um, there being a lot of new names on here. I could see some of the names that are a little lower on the list making it higher. Just because if you think about it, we're we're using their names for a couple reasons. One, they're fresh on our mind. Yep. Two, they're influential at the moment, um, and or they're legendary. So th- it's gonna it's gonna fluctuate, you know. And uh, I could see somebody like Darren King being in the top fifteen next year, depending on if Mute Math puts out a new album, if Darren does more stuff away from Mute Math. Um, so yeah, so. We'll see what happens, man. All right. Well, that's that's our top <laughs> twenty plus names that we've mentioned on the Vinyl Driver podcast. That was, that was fun. Thank you, Alvin. That was kind of neat to 
you know, put the mirror up and see who we talk about too much. <laughs> Actually, it was just cool to get a chance to say a couple sentences about these people that have influenced us so much and yeah. they're changing the game right now. So, indeed, um, I, I enjoyed that a lot. All right, give what is the plan, something? sir? I'd like that. All right, we're going to give away. This is the Aquarian package, which includes a complete set of SuperPad practice mutes. So this is going to. I've already had drawn the name while you were while you were waxing poetic about Dave Weckl. We've got <laughs> Lucas Short. Congratulations, you are a winner of the Aquarian uh, SuperPad Super practice pads. mutes, and you use those at home. I do. They're on my kit full time. I just had my buddy Nate come over to the house the other day, uh, or yesterday actually, and, and he saw them. And uh, he's like, damn, man. And because I have them for the symbols too. And yeah, I use them all the time. I actually don't take them off when I'm at home. They're on my kit. Cool. I love them. And they just sit on the drum. You don't have to like install them in any way. No, they sit on the drum and they have like this rubber gasket around the side. So unlike a practice pad that would just sit down you kind of push them in and they suction against the hoops oh cool and they do not move at all but they because they're actually pressed against the head you get tone there's the 12 sounds nothing like the 14 and it's really pretty cool nice well congratulations so congrats Lucas. On so we're gonna we're gonna wait to do the snare drum giveaway till the end of the show so what do we do now? We've got a. I printed out listener questions that we hadn't gotten yeah. to oh my gosh it is a huge stack of questions so we could dig into some of that unless you had something else you want to talk about first. No, bring it on. Let's right. go. Let's just go randomly down. This is a massive stack. So the first one is from DJ. His his question is, if you could sub in one night for any gig in the whole world and the skill set doesn't matter, you would instantly have the skill set of that gig, who or what would it be? Ooh, God, I love that question. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun, DJ. Okay. Man. It's a toss-up between Sting and Jill Scott. Hmm. Both are like my dream live gigs because Jill Scott never plays the arrangements the way they are on the album. They're always these massively cool arrangements. She always brings in horn sections and everything. And Sting, just because I would love to have one night of professionalism at its complete height with somebody that's extremely anal about perfectionism i've never had a leader that like would know if i was slightly rushing slightly dragging you know Mm. i I could see him being quite the stickler and i'd be okay with that you know um so yeah it'd either be between sting and jill scott uh so it's a toss-up what about you buddy Man, that's tough. I was going to say uh, Sting would have been my my choice a few years ago, but now that I'm seeing Josh kind of kill it on his, have you seen his Instagram posts? Josh Freese has been playing with Sting for the past year. No, yeah, check out Josh Freese's Instagram. It, he has done almost zero drum content until this gig, and he's just putting up clips of him jamming with with Sting, and it is insane how good that guy is. I'm literally. <laughs> following him now how, how do i not follow josh freeze so i'm gonna let him keep that gig i would want to experience yeah. something legendary i want to play with paul mccartney or i want to play with the rolling stones i want to get like that it. legendary rock and roll experience just what is that like to be on stage with someone who invented a music that we all still i mean the beatles and the rolling stones kind of shaped pop music for up until now so that would be mine, mm-hmm. my choice, and it would just be kind of just weird enough, you know. Dude, not, I, man, not, not too strict. Just to see you playing like 
a sold out stadium playing Hey Jude, right? Because so, you know Paul's going to end with that, and and there, there's something about Paul McCartney, and I, and obviously I don't follow the Rolling Stones enough to even really say anything opposite of what I'm about to say about Paul, but it seems like Paul is still in it. Like yeah. like when you yeah. watch him perform, I'm like, I don't think this is like just him collecting a paycheck. This dude is so in it in yeah. the moment. Yeah, uh, you watch that stuff at uh, with uh, what was it Sound City with, with yeah with Grohl. Gabe Grohl. Yeah, and he I'm like, uh, this is like le- legitimate heavy music. This is really cool. Yeah, but he's screaming his butt off, and so yeah, I um, I think that'd be cool. And I gotta say, I sure wouldn't mind after a little Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids watching <laughs> Brian Fraser Moore play that gig. That would be fun, too. So that was yeah. a great question. All right. Next one is from Matt. Uh, we're, we're way late to answering this question, but we're going we're gonna <laughs> to pretend that, that he's not three weeks away from his first ever tour that happened three months ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, he's, so he says, I'm three weeks away from my first ever five-day tour, so it's a short run. And he was hoping if, you could get, uh, if we could give him some advice advice on how to prepare what to bring and any other tips that we can think of five days is not very long now you'll be fine yeah i don't think you need to do much preparing at all just bring enough clothes (laughs) well and i'm sure by now he's like yeah thanks for that uh i've been in jail for the last three months because i didn't prepare you know one thing that always hit me on tour and i always forgot about it because we would go out for like six months come home for a month go out again yeah i always forgot about nutrition, how hard it is to find quality food That's and how truth, much yeah. not having good nutrition can affect your day when you have these long di- long days. Um, you're not getting the exercise you would think because you might be having six to seven hour drive days in between each gig. So you're kind of sitting in an awkward position in a van. And all of a sudden, the only places you guys stop on this drive is gas stations. So yep. definitely think about nutrition um, and how you're going to handle that. Yeah, get a salad. That was definitely my number one advice like don't eat the fried chicken get a salad (laughs) yep yeah i mean even even mcdonald's will still have us a a fresh salad with it with grilled chicken so you can always get your a little nutrition and a little protein all right all right let's so let's go to he gained 80 pounds he's like could (laughs) use that advice a while ago in five days thanks a lot modern drummer podcast (laughs) all right so here's one um I think you actually had talked about this uh, maybe on your site recently. So he's this is from John. Um, Any recommendations on iPhone apps for a click track? I need something that has a tambourine sound and not just a click. Absolutely. I wasn't just keeping you awake here. I thought I, you know, it's so funny. I thought the yawn was done, and then I dropped an absolutely, and it was like clearly I'm still in the middle of this yawn. Uh, I would say Polynome is going to be the most versatile metronome I've ever experienced. Uh, It's Joe Crabtree's app. The only thing is, like Pro Tools or something, when you have something that's that versatile, it's got a pretty high learning curve. But almost any metronome app now will allow you to choose a sound source. So you could use uh, Tempo by Frozen Ape. You could use uh, the one that that you guys always see me using on my iPad is called... uh, it's really called visual metronome and it'll let you choose a sound source but polynome will give you tons of functionality you can have multiple clicks going on at the same time don't use the the term polynome and think it means poly uh polyrhythm yeah that's so, what i assumed yeah 
you know, it just means many, many things of the multiple of the metronome. So you can do so much with it. Um, you can even program drum parts like a drum machine with it. Uh, there's some really cool stuff you can do it. So I would check out Polynome, and it's just got a bit of a learning curve. And I'm pretty sure if you do the the paid version, then you can get like full set lists and everything for your band. Dig it. Keep track. Yeah. Well, we have a whole lot more. Is there anything else we need to get to? We're we're cracking the no, hour man. hour mark here. We want to just no, keep. No, I'm excited. I mean, I was hoping maybe this week I can set you loose on the new site because we just updated the site with a ton of new features so maybe i can set you loose on that and then you can review it next week but cool. for now we're good all right well let's just try to do a couple more questions then this one comes from sean uh, my question is about logging practice time as a part-time gigging drummer with a kid and a day job so he says mm-hmm. my practice time is limited uh I, currently i have a mobile practice station on my ipad with books a metronome stopwatch and he's currently journaling journaling in my notes app i'm wondering if you okay. guys know of an app that does a better job of goal tracking that is easy enough to use so i can hold sticks instead of fiddling with an app during my practice time <laughs> um yeah uh i hate to say it but and i have no affiliation with them whatsoever but polynome allows you to take notes the other thing is um i'm sorry you didn't win the uh, the year subscription to mikeslessons.com because now we have a notes section that when you take notes on any of our video lessons it you can make a practice generator out of it and those notes transfer into the notation that you're going to print out it's hard to explain without mm, seeing it cool. but anytime you take a note on our website it'll show up in the pages you're going to print out as your practice routine generator so that's been a really huge help because you might be practicing something that is single stroke warm up on the kit, but you want to make it a creative exercise. So you take notes and say, and and the notation wouldn't remind you that. You just look at the notes and go, I don't even know what the heck to do with it. Just singles mm-hmm. around the kit. But it, but then you write the text. Make sure to vary dynamics while playing this over the bio foot ostinato. And then when you print out the page, it's got your notes in there. So, um, but yeah, Polynome would be a good app for that. Uh, you can take notes on that stuff. Um, but yeah, sometimes we just have to be as creative as possible, or a journal. Yeah, old school. I mean, that's what I do. I just use a pen and a paper. That's yeah, like I'm old just school. quicker and I, I remember it more. I was just listening to a, a podcast interview with Jason Isbell, who's one of my favorite songwriters currently. I think okay. he's he's the best one out there. But he's he's real kind of he's from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, so he's kind of got that like laid back. Uh, perspective but he's real intelligent real insightful so a lot of times the interviews are trying to like you know just asking so many questions and they're like overthinking it and he 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 just kind of lays it down he's like yeah i don't do anything that different i turn my cell phone on i sing a melody into the voice memo and then i go back later or i open up the notes app and i just type in a line and i come back the next day and i see if i can write a song about it kind of just reaffirmed that like there's no real way to hack it it's a process you know you just got to just do it um, you just do whatever works for you, and yeah, I, I exactly. Mean, the thing is, no matter what app you download, you'll you will stop using it unless it's helping you. Yeah, so exactly. I, I've I've you know I probably hold the record for downloaded metronome apps. I don't think I've ever not bought whatever was on the you know the Apple Store. So uh, the App Store. So yeah, and and I use two of them. I use Polynome and Visual Metronome. Dig it. All right. So where are we at here? We've got a few minutes. Let's, Let's do one more, and then we'll do our big giveaway. All right, and then we'll fix it the week, too. You got something? Nope. 
<laughs> no, no, dude. This was episode 100. No rundown. No pick of the week. You better you start thinking of something. <laughs> you know what, listeners? You're just going to have to figure out something on your own this week. You're going to have to go to Amazon and just lean on the keyboard. Oh. Whatever shows up in the search box, that's what you're buying. <laughs> This one's from Dave. He says, uh, being deeply afflicted by this myself, have you ever managed to figure out why we have such a fascination with collecting snare drums? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny because I I just started getting the itch again after a really long break. And uh, have you ever heard of a company called AK Drums? Oh, yeah. That's, I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, he's the guy that's he does all of uh, Craviato's like hand engraved metal snare drums. That makes more sense now because <laughs> yeah. I was wondering who was doing his engraving. It's Adrian, yeah, <laughs> uh, they're awesome. Oh yeah, he's doing like classic early twentieth century style metal drums, double beaded, yeah, triple beaded. Like I was Gorgeous. blown away, and all it was was somebody that I follow. Anyways, my pick of the week is AK snare drums. Check them out. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> woo, got out of that one. Um, but yeah, like I, w- I follow somebody on Instagram. I can't remember who it was, but they just had a picture of it. And I was like, what is that? It was like an old bronze double beaded snare drum, 14 yeah. by five and a half. Yeah. And I, I followed it and then I just got obsessed. So snare drum obsession is, I think it's normal. I think what it is also is there's this price range that makes it tangible. Like, right. Like if you, if you think about an Acrolyte, almost all of us adults, could probably get that acrylate on our next paycheck yeah right you know if you're thinking about a brand new craviato kit it's like oh god i'd have to save a year for that thing and then explain it to the wife or to my family to my friends but snare drums it's like eh, i could probably i i could get that and the other thing is i think we have this freedom to trade them out yeah right if i just sell my black beauty i could get that that craviato if i just sell my craviato i could get that stave sugar you know or whatever it is and yeah yeah and I think there's also a little bit of it that makes us think like, well, if I just had that snare drum, I'd be better. Yeah, it's like that's certainly part of it. Like I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time researching, you know, what drum did this drummer use on this record, and then I would try to find one, and again realize it's not a magic pill. There's so much involved in in getting that sound on that record. But for me, I feel like the snare drum is the single easiest way to change the vibe the sound the groove everything so even how you play exactly you know you hit a snare drum that's gushy and you're just gonna play it a little bit different yeah. I, I was just demoing how low that sugar cherry stave that i have i was just demoing how low it can go for my students because we put it on the kit played all the all of my main snares at about the same medium high pitch and they're like yeah the the sugar is awesome but it's not doing much for me and i'm like check this out i went out there went all the way down with it and then i had to explain to him but ghost notes no no no, no. yeah forget about it <laughs> buzzes diddles gone like you get to go with <laughs> yeah. it yeah. but it does it so well it sounds like a dang sample you know <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so you're right uh the snare drum changes the vibe changes how you play and uh i don't know i i'm i'm getting back in i'm gonna contact that guy from ak he says his name's adrian yeah yeah he's a great guy cool i'm gonna contact adrian and, and buy a snare I think he's where is he? I think he's in Italy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's always at Nam, so you should make a point to go see him next year if you go. We'll do. All right. Well, uh, let's give away our big prize. This is the Modern Drummer 2000th 
uh, anniversary. What, what anniversary? <laughs> what, what was it? Thirtieth, twenty fifth. Is the fortieth anniversary modern drummer. Five by five and a half by fourteen single ply maple drum in a natural maple finish with our own. Uh, we actually had the tube lugs designed especially for us. They're they're not anything you can. They're, they look like tube lugs, but we had the design tweaked a little bit. They're made of, of solid brass. Nice. Uh, it's a and it's got a trick throw off. It's a pretty high end drum. Uh, we only have a few left, and this is going to one lucky winner. Um, and and they get modern they, drummer. Yep, modern drummer, and maybe if 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 Amber is cool with it, <laughs> they can get a. <laughs> Dude, we're creeping up into like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, all right. Should I pick one here? Absolutely. All right. So this is the snare drum is going to Eric Wood. Eric Wood. You know Eric Wood? Nice. Uh, no, I'm actually quite excited that I don't know any of the four winners. Oh, so it's not on me, whoever won. <laughs> like, or whoever didn't win. I didn't choose any of this stuff. Congratulations, um, Eric. I hope you like the drum. I will do. A, I will tune it up and make sure everything is in good working order, and we'll get it out to you. So that is it. So awesome. those of you who didn't win, thank you for your participation. Better luck next time. What was that word? <laughs> I said for your participation. Bro, it came out a little. We'll have to listen to it on the way back because it sounded like participation. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Could, uh, could be my in ears. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> gotta clean these things out a little bit. Oh man, well guys, uh, for 100 episodes of support and comments on iTunes and and the emails and the thousands of entries for this contest, thank you guys so so much for even allowing. Mike and I to do this and for supporting us and and really being on the journey with us. Every time I meet somebody that's a podcast listener, we just have so much to talk about that's all inside of this entity, this podcast. Yeah, uh, pretty wild. Mike and I had no idea what we were doing when we started, and I think that that's been part of the fun is uh, we still haven't learned much, but we're (laughs) we're having a ton of fun doing it. And most importantly – I don't know if this was the goal from the the goal from the onset. In, from my perspective, was I just wanted you to feel like you're part of the industry because that's what Modern Drummer did for me when I was a kid. But I think what happened is that instead we let you guys know that we're all the same. We're all on this journey together. Mike and I struggle every day. You know, Mike's the editor of Modern Drummer magazine and a full time gigging drummer. In New York, I'm a professional drum educator and, and drum set clinician. I travel all around the world teaching and telling people this is how you do it. And both of us struggle like, and I'm yeah. working on quarter notes with a gap click. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're all in this together, man. It's a huge family. Unless you're Vinny Coyute or Dave Buckle and they're, they're, they're not in it with us. <laughs> no. That's why they get mentioned 82 times and 73 times. <laughs> because they just didn't practice. They just, they didn't just woke practice. up. And the drum god shot a bolt of lightning into their rear end, and boom, you're good. You are now Dave and Vinny. Congratulations. Uh, so They should uh, have well, a Mike, podcast. I think Dave and, and Vinny should have a podcast. Bro. What would they talk about? Who cares? They could talk about anything. It would be so epic. It would, just them trying to get the podcast going. Like, are you recording? Yeah, are you recording? I don't know. How do I know if you're recording? It's, I would just love that. Oh man, dude! Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for the last 100 episodes, man. This has Indeed. been a lot of fun. It's been a, it's been a quick couple of years, I think. Gone by quickly. Yeah, it has. 
And every hour uh, goes honestly, by quick too, which makes me realize that you know it's still fun. Like we're just goofing off, screwing up, and it's okay. We don't want to get too scripted. We don't want to get you know just kind of no. leave it what it is. I, I laugh at my own mispronunciation. It's funny when you don't realize you say something wrong and you listen back. Like wow, that's that's really not even close to the right word. Man, what did I say? I I think it was I, I had one on the last podcast. We were talking about. Um, so we were talking about zooming in on something mm. and about time. And I said, I'm getting really macro with it, which is the opposite. <laughs> I should have said micro. Were you thinking but like I a said, macro lens maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but I was, yeah, it was like, you know, that. And I remember <laughs> somebody pointed out one time that I, I was talking about, what was I talking? I think I, I was supposed to be talking about the Doppler shift. I was talking about how sound changes oh, as it gets, yeah. as something gets further away from you, the pitch goes down. And I think I said red shift and blue shift. Yeah, like I was talking you did. To, yeah. I, I was all up in my astrophysics. And <laughs> so it's like, wait, so when you tune the key away from you, it's it's red shifted? It's, it's redder? <laughs> and if you tune the, the tension rod closer to you, it's more blue? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm an authority. I got this. <laughs> We are so it's, dumb. <laughs> uh, on a good day. We have to elevate to be dumb. You know, one day we should actually record an episode that's not early in the morning for you and I haven't been up all night. That'd be nice. One one of these Man. weeks. <laughs> I would love for somebody to hear me in my prime. Because I think right around 2 o'clock, I really, the jets get going, you know. But that's 5 p.m. for you. You're tired. It's been a long day of work. So I think it's good. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much, so, so much for everything and all the support. And uh, to all the winners, congratulations. And to the four new year-long family members of the MikesLessons.com family, I can't wait to have you part of it. And I can't wait for you to experience what it's like when thousands of drummers from all over the world just support each other. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I know um, Mike himself is part of our Mike's Lessons family Facebook page. And just that page alone is a special place on the internet where everyone supports each other no matter what you're going through so right so congratulations and and we'll be uh maybe introducing some new ideas for episode 101 maybe not i don't know yet we'll see what happens it's time to cover some more drummers all right buddy well i will (laughs) see you uh in episode 101 oh by the way my pick of the week is the gibraltar accessory trade go get it (laughs) ak snare drums check them out (laughs) and that's a wrap